morning I have the, the privilege of um, sharing part two in a series that Mike started last week entitled um, Owning It. Having a look at 2022 and making sure that we own uh, the things that are going on in our lives, our work, uh, school, or varsity, if it would be those things, uh, relationships, our friends and our families. What does it mean to own 2022? And already, even as I start speaking about some of the things that are going on in our lives, I'm sure that for each of us, some things already pop up. Some things that we may be stressed about, some things that we may be anxious about. Work starting tomorrow, you know that there are going to be deadlines, some things that you need to finish, some things that you need to start. For each of us, I'm sure there are going to be different things that we need to get going on. Mike shared last week about how important it is to have rhythms in our lives, to ensure that we don't just kind of take, uh, start again where we kind of ended off last year, overwhelmed, overtired, overstressed, and then we just kind of back into it. And try to figure out this rhythm of what it means for us to get into 2022. Um, Mike beautifully shared from Romans 8. Um, and I'd like us to, to start there. Um, it's just a little precursor as we get going. Uh, Romans 8, 15 and 17 uh, production, if you would assist me there. And it speaks about this resurrection life. And it says this, the resurrection life that you receive from God is not a timid grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next? Who went away over December? Any road trips? Kind of pack the car, get the family in a car and get going. Uh, Alzana and I have um, uh, two small children at the moment. And so packing the car um, is a little bit of a mission and trying to make sure that each of the kids have enough kind of activities to keep them busy during the time. Um, Alzana and I have to kind of split responsibilities in terms of who looks after the kids and then who kind of packs. Um, and then once the bags are packed, I've got to kind of try and figure out how to get all of those bags into the car. Husbands, don't look at your wives during this moment. And sometimes I pick up a bag and I'm like, what on earth is in this bag? How is this happening that it feels like there is more in this bag than is in our cupboards combined? And as 17 pairs of shoes, three or four extra jackets just in case. You know who you are. You know who you are. And you've got just in case. But sometimes, and then our home wear, you know, you've got your favorite shirt and your favorite pants, and that's what you wear six days out of the week. But we're going on for Kansi now, and I might want to wear those pants. Maybe, but just in case. And so we pack according to this uh, holiday that we're going on. And we were very, very fortunate to uh, go up to Cape Town for my brother's wedding, um, and then we visited some family in St. Francis. So we had to kind of figure out this packing thing very, very quickly. And obviously, as it goes, somehow there is so much more to pack when you on your way back. Everything seems to fit into the car going there. And you're like, okay, thank the Lord we made it. And then you've got a pack trying to get back. You're like, no, this is, it's just not going to fit. It's literally just not going to fit into our car. And so we had to, and then you unpack it and then you repack it and then you try and figure it out from there. But going on road trips, I think you would agree, is still one of the greatest things in the world. 
And you come back and you realize, okay, I didn't wear those four or five shirts. Didn't even wear those spare socks and or four or five pairs of shoes we didn't wear. Each of us pack differently. Each of us pack our bags and look at our bags differently. And there were some of the things in the bags that we took on holiday with us, on this little adventure with us, that we didn't even use. This morning at the beginning of 2022, I've titled this morning message, Boarding Gate 2022. There are some of us that are carrying around stuff that we're never going to use again. And we're going to take a moment this morning and you're going to let that stuff go. Not taking that into 2022. We're done with that. Those things that are already popping into your mind now, we're going to let them go. We're going to give them to Jesus and we're going to carry on with our lives. We were very fortunate to go to a couple of weddings um, and... Um, my brother's wedding was in December. And uh, even, even last night, I had to have this moment with Alzan. Um, men, uh, for some reason, who, who really likes dancing? Like men at weddings. And I already see some husbands looking at their wives like, yeah, yeah. Matt, is there a story you need to tell us here? Andrew, you're excited about dancing at weddings. I see that. Um, I don't dance at weddings. And um, Alzana and I have often had little back and forths and encounters like, why don't you want to dance? Like, can we hit the, like, hit the dance floor and what's the vibe? And everybody's doing it and everybody's chanting to Sweet Caroline and doing a vibe. <laughs> you people know who you are as well. Um, and um, da, da, da. And... Um, <laughs> I had to kind of figure out this whole dancing thing. Like, Dean, you're a grown man, man. What's going on? Can you dance? What's the vibe? And I had to, I had to just be a little bit honest with myself. Um, and I can't believe I'm about to share this. Um, I really can't believe I'm about to share this. When I was in grade seven, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I was 13 and at a little primary school in Benoni of all places called Tom Newby. Shout out to anybody on the East Rand who's watching online. And it was our kind of end of the year farewell and we were jolling. Time of our lives, I vividly, vividly remember like it was yesterday, two or three friends and we were just dancing and I tried to ask Alzana about this song. She didn't recognize, who remembers the rude sandstorm? It was like a proper dance hit back in the day. And we danced, like danced, danced, danced that whole night. And it was wonderful. And I didn't really think about it for that weekend. Nothing else kind of stands up. And, and the only thing that I remember on that following Monday morning is a group of girls pointing and laughing at me at how I danced. Yeah, show us, are you joking? <laughs> are you joking? I just remember this moment of like these girls laughing and pointing and going, you've got no idea how to dance. You were just flailing your arms all over the place. And I had to have a moment with myself 
I mean, hear how ridiculous this sounds. I am allowing something that happened to me 20 years ago from a group of girls that I don't even know where, who they are to control an aspect of my life. How ridiculous does that sound? Yet it's in my bag. <laughs> I'm carrying it around with me wherever I go. That when there is an opportunity for there to be a little dance and a little bit of a shimmy, I'm like, yeah, I've got something to do. I'm not going to do it. Now, for some of us, there may be things that are so light and easy and breezy, like maybe dancing in front of one or two friends. But for some of us, there are some heavy things in our bags. Some hurts and some pains that we haven't dealt with. Some hurts and pains that we are still too scared to open up. But I believe this morning that Jesus wants to meet with each one of us. Jesus says, my, my burdens are easy. My yoke is easy. It's light. I want to carry some stuff for you. You don't have to carry all of those bags. Dads, you know who you are as well. Whether it's grocery shopping where you have to take all seven or eight bags in one trip, or if it's the luggage that you've got for your, uh, for your holiday, you pick up everything and your fingers are about to like fall off, but you run because you're doing this in one trip. Jesus is saying, let me carry one or two of those bags you got. You don't have to carry them with you as you go into the rest of your life. If you're with me today, I'm done carrying around stuff. I'm done allowing what another person did or said to me to control a part of my life. Can I get an amen? We're done today. I believe we are done today. It's so amazing. Pastor Mike and I had a little weird moment last week where I did the giving message and basically used scripture that he was preaching on. And now Mike's come up and started talking about well and living water. And so I would obviously like to take you to John chapter 4, <laughs> where Jesus has this encounter with a woman at a well. And for, for most of us, I think a lot of us, we, we're quite familiar with the story where Jesus is sitting at a well. Him and his disciples are going from point A to point B, and uh, they get to this well. And it's around noon, we read in John chapter 4, and Jesus sends his disciples to go to town to get some food. And Jesus waits at the well. And at the well, a woman comes to draw water, but not just any woman, a Samaritan woman. We read up on some scholars and some testimonies about uh, some of the traditions uh, that existed during those times about 2,000 years ago. And we get a couple of hints and guesses at why this woman was there at about 12 o'clock. So we understand that this woman was probably a woman of reputation. She went to the well because she didn't want to bump into anybody else. She was a Samaritan woman, probably right at the bottom of the list of people that anybody else wanted to kind of engage with. But Jesus has an incredible, incredible moment with her. And we read in John chapter 4, starting at verse 13, because now this woman, Jesus asks this woman for water. And this woman says, yeah, but um, you, you're asking me for water. You, we're not even allowed to share the same cup. That's how hectic it was. Jewish men and Samaritan women weren't even allowed to share the same cup. And Jesus says, could I have some water? 
And in verse 13, Jesus answers, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw water. How many of us feel like we just keep going back to that same thing? We feel like we've escaped it and we get like two or three weeks. But then you go to the mall and you bump into that person again and it's like it's right back, worse than it ever was. We feel like eventually, finally, I'm over this thing. Great, great, yes, yes. And then something just triggers and you're right back there, right back in that moment where they betrayed you. Right back in that moment where she lied to you. Right back in that moment where she looked you in the eyes and said, this woman gets it. She says, can I, just, can I have that living water? Because I'm done coming back to this thing. And how's Jesus' response to her? Go call your husband and come back. Jesus, her response to Jesus is, I have no husband. She replied, Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands and the man that you are currently with is not even your husband. So what you've kind of said is kind of true. How many of us, when asked the question about some of the things that are going on in our lives, kind of do a little dip, dodge, and duck, and dive, and give the right answer, but like, we know. We sidestepped it a little bit. How's your marriage? Yeah, that's okay. We're okay. Dads, how are your relationships with your kids? Yeah, fine, fine, fine. How things at home, how things at work. We, for some reason, are, are so clever to dodge and sidestep some of these questions that go straight to our heart. Jesus knew. And as we'll read a little bit later in the rest of the story, Jesus knew absolutely everything about her. Absolutely everything about her. And asked her one simple question that began to unpack the complexities and the difficulties and the hurts in her life. These wounds that she had been carrying around her forever. I don't know what you're carrying around with you today. I don't know how big it is. I don't know how long you've been carrying it. But I believe this morning that through Jesus, God's Spirit wants to heal you and carry those things on your behalf and take those things from you. That from today, you no longer have to carry those things. There's an interesting moment that happens now is the Samaritan woman has this incredible encounter with Jesus and she runs back to her hometown. And we read here, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him 
because of the woman's testimony. Get this. He told me everything I ever did. I want us to try and imagine the tone that Jesus uses here when the woman says, he told me everything I ever did. It's not a, he told me everything I ever did and it was the end. This is a, he told me absolutely everything I did and he still liked me. He told me everything I did and still loved me. You see, law for some reason in the world that we're living in has kind of pre-programmed us with this idea that says if something bad happens, yeah, see, my dad must not find out. Grace, on the other hand, says, oh no, I, I have to tell my dad. Law, for some reason, has allowed us to kind of close the doors and says, I'm not dealing with any of this because God is going to be so angry with me that I just can't carry on in this thing. But this woman's testimony to her town is that Jesus knew absolutely everything and he still was kind to me. The most incredible thing here is that God knows absolutely everything you've ever, ever done. What's even greater than that is that his kindness and his love towards you will outweigh that every single time. Every single time. As we go into the beginning of 2022, at the heart, at the heart of the heart of the Christian faith, is this wild idea that God is not angry with you and that God has actually forgiven your sins. God has forgiven your sins. Those things that you're still beating yourself up about, God has forgiven you. Those things that you just can't seem to shake, God has forgiven you. Those things that for some reason you still put into your luggage every single time you start your day, God has forgiven you. And you can have reassurance and peace knowing that God has forgiven you this morning. In 2 Corinthians 5, we read that there is this beautiful idea that God wants to reconcile God's self to us. We read this, from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us this ministry of reconciliation. God was reconciling the world. God was reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting people's sins against him. Is that good news for you this morning? <laughs> 
You're forgiven. 2020, 2021, as we go into 2022, I believe that by God's Spirit this morning, God wants to take things out of your bag and allow you to live freely into 2022. We, um, we very, very often have this ability to remind ourselves of things because we are the best at beating ourselves up, yeah? Each of us, we, it doesn't take long for us to kind of default back into a negative. You know, if we were a cell phone or a mobile device, you know, there's that kind of restore to default settings. We kind of default back into, back into, back into, your but, your but, your but. Jesus asks us a question and it's your but, your but, your but. This morning, going into 2022, my prayer is that that thought that just came into your mind, we're going to take that captive by Jesus' name and we're going to get rid of it. We're going to get rid of it. I'm looking for Pastor Vince or somebody if they wouldn't mind being able to tinkle on the piano for us as we get going here. I, um, I share a story a while ago of uh, when I was in high school, we we were a group of friends and it's, it's quite amazing. I was actually chatting to Pastor Donovan Barker in, at Calvary in East London. He's at a church out in East London. And um, him and I were friends in high school and actually part of our little Christian um, school association where we used to run little Bible studies and do a little bit of a vibe. And him and myself and a couple other friends kind of made friends with a, a group of girls at an Afrikaans school. So now, as you can hear, I'm quite English for the lack of a better word. Uh, but having gone to Bloemfontein, uh, hello, Diane, who's watching from Bloemfontein, I had to very, very quickly learn how to speak Afrikaans if I was going to try and keep up with the world of Bloemfontein and try and get a girlfriend as quickly as possible, is the truth. There were, well, I was at a little English boys' school called St. Andrews, and there were about four or five Afrikaans schools around us. Eunice, Urania Macy's, Jim Fushia. I was by by Afrikaans I had to learn very quickly. As you see, I ran out of words there already. And I had to learn very quickly. And then I went and married a smith. So then I'm now even in more trouble in George. But anyway, um, the town of George. Um, and um, we met these five girls. And it was quite amazing that I kind of, we all kind of met someone. And it was amazing. Her name was Nadia. I hope Nadia is not watching because that's going to just be wild. And um, she was proper, proper Afrikaans, and I had to learn quite quickly how to just try and keep up, you know, because Nadia was Afrikaans and fluent in it, and I had to try and figure out how to speak Afrikaans. And a couple of weeks into the relationship, I was really, really excited, and everything was quite amazing, and it was wonderful. And so now I'm trying to figure out, how do I pull the trigger on this relationship? Like, without saying, do you want to be my girlfriend? Like, you know, how do you do this now in Afrikaans? And so... One day, this was still SMSs, believe it or not. I don't even think WhatsApp was a thing. And um, now I'm sitting, and now I'm trying to type a message to Nadia because I really want to be in a relationship with this girl. And so I'm like, hello, Nadia. Uchanet. Good on yourself. You know, like, hello, Nadia. Um, I, I really love it to be in a relationship with you, is where I was trying to go with this thing. It's a, just I'll buy by a lack of years. Awesome. In a, um, so now my English kicks in. Relation, relasi. 
ship skip. Ai Nadia, dit sal baie lekker wees as ons in een relatie skip kan wees. And um, klein Sauti Dean in Bloemfontein at St. Andrews is now trying to be the smooth man to try and be in a relationship with Nadia. And wil jy in a relatie skip? For those of you who are wondering, relationship is verhouding. Um, that's where I needed to go with this thing. Anyway, um, she said yes, but it kind of fell apart because the language barrier was just terrible. I couldn't, couldn't get across what needed to happen with my language struggle in Afrikaans. Like a couple of weeks later, we're in our mimosa mall doing a little bit of a run around and I meet some people. I'm like, hello, I'm Dean. I'm at St. Andrews. And one of the girls, true story, literally goes, oh, no way. Relasi skip Dean. And so, <laughs> just useless. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Donovan, hello. How's it? And uh, Nadia, expire, yammer. Um, <laughs> 15, 16 years later. Um, and... Um, I believe that sometimes there are many of us who are trying to navigate what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus. But for some reason, we think we're going to fall short because we haven't got the right language for it. I believe that this morning by God's Spirit, God wants to bridge the gap for you to be in relationship with Him this morning. Going into 2022, owning who you are in Christ with this idea of what's next, Dad, this adventure of a life going into 2022. There are two prayers that I want to pray for us this morning. The first one is if you know you've got some stuff in your bag that you just have to let go of. If you just know you've been carrying this thing around for a very long time, it's time for you to take it out. Jesus is trustworthy, knows everything about you, and His kindness and His love towards you will outweigh every argument you think you can come up with. If you feel comfortable this morning, I'd like to pray that prayer. And whether in your heart or by a show of your hand this morning, I want to pray for you. So I wonder if right now where you're sitting, whether here in the room or online, if you'd like to close your eyes as we go into a moment of prayer. If you just feel this morning your bag is just too heavy, you're not even ready for 2022. Your bag is just too heavy and you just can't do this thing anymore. You know that there are a couple things you've got to take out. Would you raise your hand with me that I may pray with you? Thank you. Thank you. See those hands. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit in this place, you know our hearts. You know, every hand raised, you know, every heartbeat. Would you carry those things for us, Jesus? As we go into 2022, that our luggage would be light. That as we walk with you, we know that you carry stuff with us. Right now, every moment, right now, there is a lightness 
there is a lightness in your heart. Already now, even there is a lightness in your breathing. You can calmly say, are you ready to try 2022? And for those of us who feel we need a, a clean slate, a new start, a fresh start at 2022, at the boarding gate of 2022, but you somehow feel like there's a bit of a gap that needs to be bridged. Maybe you don't have the right words or maybe you feel there's a little bit of a misstep. I believe that Jesus wants to bridge that gap for you in relationship with Him this morning. A clean start, a clean slate, a fresh start. If that's you, would you raise your hands this morning? That this morning there would be a fresh start in your life. A new start. Going into 2020 with a clear conscience, with a clear heart, knowing that you are loved by God. Jesus, thank you that you are with each one of us as we go into 2022, as we go into the rest of this day and the rest of this week. Thank you that you never leave us and that you never forsake us and that your Spirit is with us wherever we go. Thank you for this time together and Holy Spirit, we thank you for your ministry. And we pray all of these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Can we give God a shout of praise? Amen.